Welcome back to Squatch Ranger Files, episode 56. Hey guys, it's been about a month since my last episode. I'm very glad to be back. Let's uh, go through a few announcements and get into the Bigfoot reports. There is no eyewitness interview today. We're back to my original Squatch Ranger Files format of me narrating some Bigfoot stories and reports that I've collected from around Oklahoma. Alright, here's the first announcement. The show has expanded to the Anchor platform, and we are very excited to be here. Anchor helps the show reach Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. We hope to grow our audience and are able to continue to bring you the latest Bigfoot reports from around the country. The show has also been added to the Amazon Music app under the podcast section. We are also very excited to be a part of the Amazon community. If you are a new listener to the show, welcome. You are now an official Squatch Ranger. Your duties include have an open mind, ask questions, trust but confirm, and always seek the truth. Thanks for joining the show. So I was checking my email the other day, and I got an email from Spotify slash Anchor. And they sent me this really cool 2022 podcaster wrapped. Basically, it's kind of like my stats for the podcast show for the past year. So I wanted to share this with the listeners because you guys are what makes Squatch Ranger Files a success. And I, I really appreciate my audience and all the listeners out there that also enjoy Bigfoot content. Your very own Wrapped is still available for Squatch Ranger Files, and here's a sneak peek. Your podcast saw a lot of gains this year, including a 28% increase in listeners. 
And here are some of the milestones. It says, one episode really grabbed listeners' attention. Can you guess your number one episode? Well, it was Squatch Ranger Files episode 53, Game Cameras and Electronics. So we had a very intense conversation about uh, how game cameras work and how they capture audio waves and all this stuff. So it was a good episode, and apparently everybody liked that one. Your podcast was heard in 20 countries. Your top five were, one, United States, two, Canada, three, Australia, four, United Kingdom, and five, Netherlands. Thank you, uh, you guys from overseas listening to Squatch Ranger Files. That is totally awesome that I've reached that far. I am very, very um, excited about that. That is really, really neat. Something magical happened between August 28th and September 23rd, 2022. You had 157% more listeners compared to your average week. So I'm not sure what happened in that week, but a lot of people started tuning in. I kind of think that usually in the fall, that's when everybody gets really into Bigfoot and starts listening to podcasts more and watching more YouTube videos and is on the lookout more for Bigfoot and conferences happen, I think, more often in the fall as well. Now it says, what percent of your listeners follow your podcast? And the answer is 14% of listeners follow the podcast. So thank you guys that are following the podcast. Please, uh, if there's more people out there interested, please follow the podcast. That'd be great. Okay, this was interesting. It says, your listener's podcast personality is the time traveler. Your fans are audio time travelers. They seek out podcasts that are new to them, regardless of whether they're new to the rest of the world. Your podcast loves making new friends. 90% of your listeners discovered you in 2022. So that is awesome. That was a big year that uh, had a great big jump. 90%. Wow that uh, I gained listeners. So thank you guys for tuning in and hopefully you continue to tune in. One episode attracted a lot of new listeners. Squatch Ranger Files episode 53, Game Cameras and Electronics. 32% started with this episode. So I'm not sure what exactly grabbed their attention about that episode, but thank you guys for tuning in and I'm just totally, totally shocked about all these stats and I'm just super happy. You released one video episode this year. They were in the top 10% most viewed. You look great, by the way. (laughs) Well, thank you, Spotify. Thank you for noticing. All right, it also says you're a top 10 podcast for 384 fans. Wow, okay, that's great. You're a top 5 podcast for 158 fans. And you're the number 1 podcast for 19 fans. So thank you for the top 10 fans and the top 5 fans and the top 1 fan um, club. That is, that's amazing. The email says group hug question mark. So I am giving you a group hug, air group hug right now behind the microphone. Thank you to all the listeners. Thank you. That's, that's great. All right. Squatch Ranger Files episode 53, game cameras and electronics. 125% more streams than your average episode. So once again, that was the big episode of the year, and a lot of people tuned in on that episode, and so thank you guys, thank you very much. I'm trying to provide you some good quality Bigfoot content, and thank you guys for the past year. It's all wrapped up, 
And uh, I guess next time when I get on here, it'll be 2023, and we'll start a new year, and we'll see what happens and where we go from here. All right, I'd like to talk about a couple of my latest YouTube videos that are out. One is called Bigfoot Eyewitness Drawings. So basically in that video, look that up on YouTube, on the Squatch Ranger YouTube channel. It goes through all of the Class A sightings where a Bigfoot witness agreed to draw or make a sketch of the creature that they saw. So you get to see some, some eyewitness Bigfoot drawings. It's really cool. These are all from the NOBRO database, which I help collect the Bigfoot reports for that database for the Native Oklahoma Bigfoot Research Organization. It's a pretty cool little video. It's like, I don't know, 7 to 10 minutes long or something like that. So check it out. Okay, another latest video on the YouTube channel, No Bro Searches the Boggy Depot Monster. So the Native Oklahoma Bigfoot Research Organization, we usually have a fall camp out. And this year we chose to go to Boggy Depot, a park in Oklahoma. It's known to have some Bigfoot activity around that area. We went and checked it out. We found several tracks around the lake in that park and uh, we saw some things on the fleers and the thermal imagers uh, around the lake at night and we heard some wood knocks and some different things and we also had something come up into our camp and open the dutch oven and steal some biscuits so all very very interesting things that happened that weekend check out the video all right here's listener comments from a previous episode squatch ranger files episode 55 this is from Vandy. They say, anytime you want someone to go with, I'm down. I kayak out there a lot. Been hiking a few times. I've heard several stories about the place. And then I replied, thanks Vandy, welcome to the YouTube channel. Glad to have you aboard. Okay, I'll try to keep you informed of future group hikes. And Vandy replied to that saying, Squatch Ranger would be a good time. I tend to have strange things happen when I'm around, lol. So Vandy's talking about the Stinchcomb Wildlife Refuge. Vandy goes out and hikes around there, and that's what the last episode was about. I interviewed an eyewitness who also had lots of strange things happen at the Stinchcomb Wildlife Refuge. And I just talked to one of our group members yesterday on the phone, and we are already wanting to invite that eyewitness out and go on a hike and see what we can find so we're gonna start organizing that maybe into the new year eb writes great interview sure makes me want to pay more attention to my surroundings the next time we're hiking in stinchcomb thank you for writing in eb yes definitely we want to always pay attention everywhere all around us 360 degrees even look up into the trees sometimes they're known to hide up into trees so you always want to be on alert green country forest people writes i've seen these shadows on trees too i've gone back later and they're not there some look like where the tree has been burned in a fire thank you for writing in green country forest people he also emailed me personally and sent me some photos of some very interesting uh, shadows and uh, that's really really cool and uh, I should share those on the uh, YouTube broadcast. I might. Right now I'm just in the studio recording for Anchor. But but yeah, I might share those. Um, I might share his photos that he submitted. They're pretty cool. And then Debbie J says, This guy was on Sasquatch Theory two days ago. People need to be more aware of what's in those woods. Stinchcomb has always given me the creeps. 
Thank you, Debbie J, for writing in. And yes, I went and I checked on that, the Sasquatch Theory channel. And the same eyewitness was on that channel and talked about Stenchcomb. Um, but I will say that our interview was actually posted first. So our interview with the witness was before the Sasquatch Theory interview because I had it posted first. Not to brag or anything, but just facts. All right, guys. Um, if you have a Bigfoot encounter story, please share it with us. All you have to do is email squatchranger at gmail.com. I would love to take your Bigfoot report and share it with the world because I just shared with you all my stats. I'm reaching all, I've reached 20 countries. So please email it in and we would like to share your Bigfoot encounter with the world. All right, so without any further delay, I'm going to get into the Bigfoot reports. Thanks guys for tuning in and here we go. Number one. Black Bigfoot Observed from Highway by Route Driver and Son. 2002. Nowata County. Class A Sighting. The following report is from the BFRO website. Location details. Directions are from Highway 75 north of Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Take Highway 10 east about 6 miles to Juan, Oklahoma. Once you pass the convenience store in Juan, the field is just outside of the city limits on the north side of the road. Nearest town, Juan, Oklahoma. Nearest road, Highway 10. Hello, I drive a delivery truck to Kansas three times a week. On the day of this sighting, I had taken my 12-year-old son with me on my route. As we turned onto Highway 10 from Highway 75, I told him to watch for deer on his side of the truck, and I'd watch on mine. This road has had several deer killed from vehicles, and I didn't want to hit one. As I drove, we watched and saw no deer along the six-mile stretch to Juan. As we rounded the curve on the east side of Juan, it turns back into wheat fields, so we resumed watching for deer. As I started to watch on my side of the road, I looked out across a winter wheat field, which is green this time of year, and noticed about 200 to 300 yards away, a huge black figure bent over. I slowed the truck down to get a better look. When my son turned to look at what I was looking at, he said, Dad, is that a Bigfoot? And about that time, it stood upright and looked at the truck. I replied, I think so. I would have to say it was about 7 to 8 feet tall and about 300 to 500 pounds with jet black hair and a cone-shaped head and very well proportioned. As we watched it for about two minutes, it just stood there and watched us while it ate something it was picking off of a small branch it held in its right hand. Berries, perhaps. The weird thing about it, it never ran or walked away. As we drove on, it turned its whole body to watch us drive off, not just its head. Now when I drive that road, I carry a digital camera with me to get a picture if I happen to see it again. Also noticed. A few days after the sighting, I also witnessed a set of footprints going straight up a ridge and into a wooded area from Highway 75 north of Copan, Oklahoma. Also note that there was at least 10 inches of snow on the ground 
which would have made it very difficult for a man to walk straight up a ridge with that incline. Other witnesses. Two, myself and my 12-year-old son. Other stories. Yes, several which date back as far as 1915. Time and conditions. Morning. It was about 30 minutes after sunrise. Environment. Open winter wheat field with a small narrow tree line on the west side of the field. Follow-up investigation report by BFRO investigator Roger Roberts. I contacted witness JW on 2-1303. The witness and his son observed what they believe was a Bigfoot for approximately two minutes as they were driving on Highway 10, just east of Juan, Oklahoma. JW has driven this route three times weekly for the last year. They observed the animal at a distance of 200 to 300 yards on the north side of the highway. The time of their sighting was 7.34 a.m. The weather was clear and cold, and visibility was good. The Bigfoot stood out like a sore thumb in a very green winter wheat field. No other vehicles were noted, although the witness felt sure someone else had to have seen what they observed. When first detected, the Bigfoot was kneeling, but it stood up as their diesel truck drove slowly by. JW said the animal was holding a branch and appeared to be peeling either berries or leaves from the branch. The Bigfoot did not try to hide or run, it just watched them drive past. JW described the Bigfoot as approximately 7 feet tall, 400 to 450 pounds, jet black in color, with massive thighs and chest. Its head had an obvious cone shape. The witness was unable to discern facial features or determine gender. A neighbor advised JW that a large number of calves, 23, are missing from the area. JW is also a storm spotter for a local television station in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and as such is an experienced observer. Number 2. Woman Sees Bigfoot Off-Road Near Cemetery, 2022, Southeast District, LaFleur County, Oklahoma. Class A, Daytime Sighting. The following report is an N-O-B-R-O, Bigfoot Report. Date, 4-14-2022. Time, between 6 to 6.30 p.m. Location, Loving Road, east of Loving Cemetery, LaFleur County. This report was received by Troy Hudson, NOBRO Southeast District. I was contacted by a mutual friend that works for the U.S. Forestry Service, who was flagged down in Hevener, Oklahoma. This motorist was a young lady estimated to be in her 20s. She stated that she had entered Oklahoma on Loving Road from Arkansas. In Arkansas, the same road is named Weeks Road. While driving, she observed, on the right side of the road, the north side, a bunch of birds flying off to the south from a tree line. When she was passing this location, she observed a large dark figure standing just outside the tree line. She said it was very large and appeared to be a man-like figure with extremely large arms down by its side. It was looking at her as she was passing. 
The estimated speed she was traveling is unknown. She said the face was scary looking with big dark eyes. She immediately turned her attention back to the roadway and realized she was leaving the road. She jerked her wheel back to stay on the road. She looked into her right rear view mirror and noticed that this figure took one large step into the roadway, crossing behind her. She sped up and drove into Hevener and noticed the forestry truck, parked at a business on the south end of town. The forestry employee was sitting in his vehicle and she described the sighting to him. The forestry employee then contacted myself to report this sighting. Quote, this young lady saw something that scared her so bad, she was crying when she was telling me this. End of report. Number three. Two teenage girls have Bigfoot on their back porch near Idabel, Oklahoma. Class A, nighttime sighting. McCurtain County, Oklahoma, 1973. The following report comes from the Red Dirt Cryptids Bigfoot Database. In the summer of 1973, two girls, Kara and Darla, were spending the night together at Kara's grandparents' house, who lived east of Idabel, Oklahoma, on Highway 259. It was a Saturday night, and the girls were up late, sometime after 11 p.m., and they were watching Wolfman Jack's show, The Midnight Special. They were in the living room of the grandparents' home. The living room had a sliding glass patio door that went into the backyard of the house. The back porch did not have a cover over the top of it, and it was well lit by a pole light that was in the backyard. The story starts with the girls hearing their dog, which slept outside the house, begin to bark frantically. And then they could hear their dog barking wildly as it ran away into the distance. They heard this from inside the house and wondered what could be going on. It sounded like the dog was extremely frightened and running away. Roughly 10 minutes later, the two girls were beginning to forget about the dog and they began to get more focused on their television program again. Something huge stepped onto the back porch and was perfectly silhouetted on the sliding back glass door and the thin curtains by the pole light in the backyard. Both of the girls immediately saw this giant shadow and they both got really scared. They watched the shadow for a considerable amount of time and they could see it moving ever so slightly. They could hear the creature making some kind of low grumbling noises, as almost as if it were talking to itself. It appeared to be looking right at them even though there was a thin curtain. The two girls were terribly frightened by the sheer size of this creature. Whatever it was, was right on the other side of the door. It was so large that it was taking up three-fourths of the distance of the sliding glass door could have been easily four and a half to five foot wide. It was much taller than the eave of the house. Kara estimated that it was at least eight feet tall. The girls described the silhouette as being that of a giant looking man. When they first saw it, Darla said out loud, it's a giant man. The two girls were sitting on the floor and just sat there for what seemed like an eternity looking at this creature on the other side of the door. 
The curtain that was hanging over the door did not go all the way to the ground. There was a gap between the floor and the bottom of the curtain. There was about three or four inches. Kara wanted to get a better look at whatever was on the other side of the door, so she laid down on her side, putting her head down close to the ground so she could see under the curtain. She was expecting to see shoes, but what she saw was two giant, hairy, bare feet. This shocked her greatly, and she reached up and grabbed Darla's shirt and pulled her down next to her so that she could see from the same angle that she was seeing. Both of the girls got an extremely good look at the creature's feet because they were only five, maybe six feet away from the creature. The only thing that was separating them was the thin curtain and the pane of glass of the sliding door. After seeing the bare feet, they realized that this was something extremely unusual and out of fear, they began to slide across the floor towards the hallway quietly in an effort to get to their grandparents' bedroom. Once they got into the hall, Kara stopped and kept an eye on the creature on the back porch, while Darla continued down the hall in an effort to awaken the grandparents. Darla quietly awoke the grandparents, but Kara's grandpa woke up and immediately began making a lot of noise and talking loudly and began turning on all the lights in the house. At this point, the creature noticed all the activity in the house and stepped off the back porch and disappeared from sight. The two girls were terribly frightened, and they tried their best to explain what was going on, but there was a gap in communication. The grandfather thought that there was a burglar in the backyard, and he grabbed his shotgun and was going to go outside and confront it. This alarmed the two girls terribly, and they began crying and begging him not to go. It was at this point that the grandmother began to figure out what might be going on, and she told her husband that she did not want him to go out in the backyard either. The grandfather was angry and getting confused, and he was not sure what to do for a period of time. After the two girls and his wife finally convinced him not to go outside, things began to calm down. After things had calmed down a few days later, Carol was having a conversation with her grandmother about what happened. Her grandmother had grew up on the farm as a kid and she knew that something was out there. She didn't ever see the creature, but she knew that something was out there. She told the young girls that she believed them, but the grandfather never really did. He did not think that they were lying, but he also thought that they were confused and mistook something else for what they saw. The next day, the dog came back to the house seemingly unharmed. End of report. Number four, creature seen watching children as they get off the school bus. 1950s, Creek County, Oklahoma, Class A sighting. Date, 1950s, Creek County, Oklahoma. Nearest town, Kellyville. Nearest road, Hayburn Lake. Conditions, clear, sunny. Time, early afternoon. Location, an old dirt road they would walk home from the bus. It was the area of Hayburn Lake in Creek County. Wooded area. They say there are springs and caves around that area also. The following report comes from OregonBigfoot.com. This happened to my aunt when she was very young. 
She didn't tell me the story until I was in junior high. I graduated in 1988. When she and her sister and brother got off the bus, she didn't mention hearing anything or feeling they were being watched. But her sister and brother were talking really loud. She noticed that. As they neared the house, her sister and brother started a race, yelling and making noise. My aunt didn't join in. She just kept on walking. As those two neared the house, she noticed trees and bushes moving where those two just ran by. She thought maybe a deer or cow was going to come out, but a huge, walking, hairy creature poked out to see what the noise was. It watched them run a little bit and turned and walked back into the woods. It didn't see her. End of report. Number 5. Young Hunters Have Nighttime Encounter North of Red River 1995, Choctaw County, Oklahoma Class A Sighting Northeast of Soper, Oklahoma Nearest Road, Highway 70 My cousins and I were spotlighting one night to find coyotes. We were driving alongside a tree line when we spotted eyes shining in the light, about 15 feet away next to the trees. I had binoculars, and one of my cousins had a 22 Magnum with a scope. We had a very good view of a large biped covered with brown hair, except for white patches on the pecs, chest, and one of its arms. It was about 8 feet tall or more. It tilted its head down because of the light, but stayed in place for about five minutes, then stepped across the fence on the tree line and disappeared into the woods. The face was like a man and an ape. Other witnesses. Four or five witnesses. We were all riding in a pickup truck. I was 18. They ranged in age 12 to 16. Other stories. It's not the first around here. It was my second sighting and I have pictures of footprints somewhere. Time and conditions. Clear, calm night. 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Environment. Clear pasture next to heavily wooded area. Follow-up. BFRO investigation report. I spoke to the witness who submitted the report and one of the cousins about this encounter. The witness told me that the incident happened on private land that is located approximately 15 miles north of the Red River. To the south across the Texas state line is Pat Mays Lake, and an area with a history of reported Bigfoot encounters. The witnesses stated that the animal was dark in color, probably brown with a large white or light gray patch across the chest area up to the shoulders and onto the arms. The witness felt neither threatened nor particularly alarmed or frightened. They said that the animal was not in the least bit aggressive and just seemed to be momentarily curious about them. The witnesses felt no inclination whatsoever to shoot the animal. The submitter of this report had an earlier encounter in the same vicinity when he was younger. He and another cousin found several footprints that seemed to be from several different animals, perhaps a family. He took photos of the tracks 
but has not seen the photos in a while. He will attempt to find the photos and forward them on to me. He said the photos are of a good quality. End of report.